to seek your face, to hear your voice, to learn of who you are so we can do your will. We thank you that you're here in the midst of us, that you're meeting us right where we are. We love, we honor, we bless your name, and we thank you that, Father God, that you are touching our hearts right now. And we leave this place to never be the same. We're changed and we'll never be the same. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. Before you see it, come on, give somebody a big hug. One more time. Amen. Give him a hug. Now, I'm going to say something, and uh, I know it may even start my message off wrong, and everybody's going to be mad at me. But you know what? How can we show love to everybody else when we can't even sit by each other? Look how we look. Can we, can we scoot in a little bit? I, you don't have to. You can be rebellious if you like. That's fine. But, but, but if you can, if you can scoot up just one, if you just scoot up one road, that's fine. Just just don't sit all alone. Be kind, rewind, and all that stuff. Amen. Amen. I know the back row is comfortable, and y'all think this is spit row, but it, and it's warmer. I got you. I got you, man. But you know what? Up here, man, it's like the fire of God's up here. Y'all might all want to come up here. It's hot. It's where you want to be, man. I tell you what, I am I am grateful to be uh, here today with you guys. I did miss you last week, but I did listen to RJ's message, and it was outstanding. I enjoyed it. Uh, I listened to it while I was working, and it blessed me. Uh, so let me make sure I say this, guys. Hey, did you know we have a podcast? It's a handful of you guys knew that if you didn't know that we have a podcast and the podcast is just the church at Thornton. It's easy to remember. Um, Go listen. Everything that we teach is there. Let me say something, guys. Repetition is important. I used to teach this all the time, guys. I'm not going to say it again because you know it. But repetition is how you learned everything. Right. You didn't get it. And somebody did it for you once. But you went around your house every day when you were a little kid singing the ABC song, even if you sang it wrong. You sang it everywhere you went. And if you got kids, you know that your kids are doing the same thing. If they're old enough, they're doing the same thing. Repetition is important. So when we give these messages on Sunday, it's not just a Sunday message. Man, are y'all here? Come on. Y'all already know I need you to talk. So at least go, mm-hmm, something. Even if you don't want to say nothing, just come on, give me something. Give me a grunt. Uh. All right. So I know you're alive and you're here with me. The, the thing is, repetition is important. So I want you guys to, to go listen to the podcast, to listen over and over and over. Listen, I do this. 
So you guys know that that uh, uh, one of my jobs that I do outside of being your pastor is that I go out in the evenings and I take and I, I put bread on the shelves in different stores. And while I'm doing that, I have my earphones in and, and I'm listening to podcasts. Not only am I listening to the messages that even I've taught to make sure I didn't teach you anything crazy, right? That I can keep up with what I've said. But also I'm listening to other ministers and I'm listening to some of their messages over and over and over again because it is building me, right? I spend so much of my day, and and this is, I'm going to talk about this in the message, but I spend so much of my day talking to people about worldly stuff and the situations that they're in and and just, just worldly things, just shooting the breeze with people that I need that spiritual thing because what God is doing in me when I'm listening to that is he's building my spirit and my spirit is the most necessary thing to be strong. My flesh is already strong enough. It wants to act up at every chance it gets, right? It wants to cut a fool everywhere I go. But my spirit is the thing that needs to be strong. And that's what I'm building as I'm studying the word, as I'm listening to those ministers. So I'm, I'm advising you, hey, go listen to the podcast. Because, listen, the last couple of weeks, um, uh, RJ talked about the three phases of faith. Were you guys here to hear that? It was good. If you didn't hear it, if you missed it, go listen to the podcast. I recommend that. It was really good. It was outstanding. Um, But we talked about some controversial things prior to that. We talked about giving and healing, right? And those are two things where people struggle the most. I think that is the, those two giving and healing outside of uh, the one we talked about two weeks ago, um, which was saved by grace, but our works shall be judged, right? Our works are going to be judged, the things that we do. But I want to say this again, and I, and I don't have time to review. I, I really wish I could spend a lot of time on that, but I've got a lot to say today. But I want to say again, guys, giving and healing, those are God's plans to increase and bless your lives. Amen? Giving and receiving is God's plan to make sure he increases you. Okay? So if you're not a giver or you think that you don't have it to give, you need to change how you think. Okay. And walking in divine health is really God's best. I remember watching, uh, how many of you guys ever saw the matrix? Saw the matrix. Do you remember when Morpheus was talking to Neo and, and Neo was like, uh, uh, so I'm supposed to be able to dodge bullets. And Morpheus said to him, he says, actually, when the time is right. And when you really know who you are, you won't have to. So healing is like how how Neo thought of being able to say, you know, hey, I'll get healed because I'm sick. I'll be in that situation. But really, God's plan is that you walk in divine health. You don't need it. Okay, that's his plan is that you would walk in divine health and never be sick. You may have symptoms, but you would line up with what God's word says quickly. But one of the the toughest things about giving and healing is you've heard so many different people speak negatively about it that in you, there's a catch that says, "Ah, I'm not sure if I can believe that. Ah, I'm not sure if that's correct. Ah, I'm not sure if that's right. I heard this message that said, or the results that you've seen in your life don't line up with what God's word said. Right. But God's word is true even when my life doesn't reflect it. Did you know that? 
So even if I'm poor and I'm broken, I have nothing. And God says giving and receiving is his way to increase my life. And I start giving, but I see nothing. That doesn't make God's word a lie. His word is still true. If I walk around with sickness in my body, doesn't make God's word a lie. God's word is still true. Amen. Amen. And it doesn't make me less. It just means that I've got to grow and develop. That's the whole point of listening to those messages over and over again so that my spirit man can believe what God says over what my natural says. Amen. Y'all with me? Okay. Now, the next thing that we talked about was saved by grace, but our works matter. And I guys, please listen to that message. If you weren't here, please go and listen to that again because it is crucial. Remember, I told you there are two ditches. There's a ditch of that I only get into heaven by my works. And there's a ditch that says I can do whatever I want because I have grace. Okay. And th- neither one of those are true. Both of those are lies. Okay. I'm saved by grace alone. My faith in Jesus Christ alone gets me to heaven. But my works, the things that I do in this earth, in this body, will be judged. Amen? So, will you have wood, hay, and stubble? Or will you have gold, silver, precious stones? Okay? Now, now that I did that review, let me, let me get to it. I'm sorry, y'all, y'all are like, man, that was just review? I thought that was the message. No, it's just review. Just review. I want us to go to James 2. This is still on that same vein of what we were talking about with our works. It's very important for us to see. I want us to understand that the just shall live by faith. And so what is faith? Give me the definition of faith. I don't have a gift for you today. I'll have one next time. What is faith? What's the definition of faith? I told you this last week. You should have it in your notes. Or excuse me, two weeks ago. You should have it in your notes. Ah, there we go. It's belief put into action. Amen. Okay, if you don't have that, write it down. Pastor's going to ask you that a million times, man. Next time I'm going to have a gift too. All right. Belief that is put into action. Your belief alone is not enough to make any change. Even the demons believe. But their destination is still the lake of fire. Belief is not enough. It is not good until I put it into action because God says without faith, it's impossible to please him without faith. Listen, if I don't put action to my belief, it is not faith. So let's start here in James two. And where did I want to believe? I started in 14 to 14. We're going to read through 20. Okay. It says, what does it profit my brethren, though a man say he have faith and have not works can faith Uh, Excuse me. Can faith save it? If a brother or sister be naked or destitute of daily food and one of you say unto them, depart in peace, be warm, be filled, notwithstanding you give them those things which are needful to the body. What does it profit him? Even so faith. Listen, this is what they're, they're, they're talking about. When he's talking about faith, he's only talking about belief here. If we could get into it, I would go into great detail. If it hath not works, it is dead being alone. It's only belief when it has not works. 
Yea, a man may say, uh, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. And I will show thee my faith by my works. How can I show you my belief if I don't show you, if I don't have any action, right? How can I show you what I really believe? I can say all day long, hey, I believe this chair will hold me. I believe if I stood up or sat down in this chair, this chair will hold me. I believe it. You don't know if I really believe that or not until I sit down or stand up in that chair. Until I put a corresponding action to this, it makes no sense. It's just something that I'm giving as rhetoric. And you know how many times we do that? Because people say that I believe God until we put in a situation where we have to act. We say we love God until we're put in the situation where we have to respond. So this is crucial. And here he is, uh, last two, two, two verses. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith or belief without works is dead? It is crucial that we are those who operate and act on what we believe. We operate in faith and we act on what we, what we believe. It is important because this is something that Jesus left for us to do. Before I go there, I want to say this. Go to uh, Hebrews 12.1. Hebrews 12.1. Uh, it's just back one book. Hebrews 12.1. And this is a verse that RJ preached last week. And when he preached it, uh, uh, he was preaching from a different perspective. But I have something that I that there's something I want to say about this. That's very crucial um, to add to that. Wherefore seeing in, in Hebrews 12, 1, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight. And the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. He's saying, hey, listen, we got people paying attention to us. We've got only people, we got people paying attention to us in heaven, but we got people paying attention to us on earth. You with me? So we got people paying attention to us from heaven who are cheering us on to do right. And we have people on earth who are paying attention to how you run your race. Now, I taught you this before and I said, hey, how are we going to pass a baton in this race? Because it's a relay. I told you that before. That's not what I want you to see from this today. I want you to see that you're in a race, but there are things that are weights. Now, weights are good when I'm training. When I'm training to prepare for a race or I'm training to prepare for something, the weights are good. Hey, that's good to have it on. I'm lifting something. I'm carrying this around. But when it's time for me to run the race, I want to be as least encumbered as I can be. Right? I want to have the least amount of things. So I need to cast off everything. Now, listen, most of us are thinking when we think about these types of weights, we really start sticking on weights and things that would be heavy. But I want to talk to you about something. There are weights such as the world, just all the things that are being focused and thrown at you every day from the news media, right? How many of you guys watch the news and your heart just sinks? How many of you guys pay attention to some of the things that are happening around you and your heart just sinks? We just saw something happen last weekend, right? These things cause you to sink and it is a weight that is set on you. But can I tell you another weight is fear? Another weight is worry. 
Another way, listen, here's, here's something that most of us don't think we have, but can I be honest with you? And, and this is something I've wrestled with, whether I was going to say it or not. But a lot of us are prejudiced and we have racism within us. We have racism and prejudice amongst us in this building. And we don't think we do. There are a lot of things that we don't even notice that we say that are very judgmental, prejudging, and flat out in some cases racist. And that's a weight that is sitting amongst us even here. What's another thing? How many of us talk more about politics than we do about Jesus? Classism. We're mad at people because they got more. Or we're talking bad about them because they got less. How is that? Those are all weights that sit on us. When the truth of the matter is, listen, hey, I live in the world. I do. You live in the world. You're going to have to deal with things that happen in the world. Okay? But when I'm dealing with things that happen in the world, I can't get so caught up in these things that they cause me to forget that I'm not of the world. You missed that, right? The key thing is, is that when I'm talking about things of the world, I can talk about this thing. I can talk about it. But then whenever I start talking about it, I got to turn it back to Christ. Maybe I should say I'm talking about this and I got to turn it back to Christ. Let's take him up. I got to turn everything that I'm doing back to Christ because he is the answer. Not my rhetoric. Not listen, listen, let me say this. Let me make sure I say this. White, nor black, nor Asian, nor Native American. None of that stuff is the answer. Because we're all humans. We're actually all one. But our eyes and our natural flesh, which our spirit should be stronger, that should not di- that our spirit should dictate that we're humans and that we love each other. Not we look at each other for the color of their skin or the shape of their eyes or the texture of their hair. Or what language they speak. When we get caught up in those things, the cloud of witness that is watching us is saying, how can you say you love God? And hate your brother. How can we have that? And God is saying this is a key. To how you are going to. Win those to me. Is how you lay aside. These weights. Everything that I do. Must turn. Back to Christ. My conversations. Everything that I do. Listen. One of the things I I, I said. And and and. Um. I've been talking to so many people. I had I had several people call me uh, on the phone and and they were they were angry about something that they saw posted. And it was in reference. I don't know how it got back to being connected to our church or something, but it was something political. And they were calling and you had people who were agreeing and people who were mad and people who couldn't believe that people didn't agree with it and people who could believe that they did agree with it. And it was such foolishness to me. Such foolishness to me. Did you know we get a president, whether he is a president you like, you get him for for four years, maybe eight at the most, and then you're on to the next. Stop the foolishness of being stuck on who's in office. You know what? Guess what? Guess what? God told you to pray for him. That's what you do. You pray for him because God put him there. 
Whether you like them or no. Whether you agree with them or no. Stop. Jesus said this, Matthew twenty two twenty nine. I got to go there real quick. Listen. I'm going to say this in this recorded, man, I better, maybe I'll not say it, but I don't care. I, I don't agree with, I don't agree with a lot of stuff that our president does. But he's still our president. There's some things that our president does that I like. He's still our president. It's our responsibility not to get caught in that. Jesus says this, Matthew twenty two twenty nine. He says this. They were having this debate and it was, it was, a, it was a debate and they thought it was a, a spiritual debate trying to trap Jesus. And here's what Jesus says. He said, the first issue that I have a problem with is this. Verse 29, Jesus answered, uh, excuse me, answered and said unto them, ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. You're already off on the wrong point. When you started this debate, you were already wrong. When you started talking good about or bad about your president, you were already wrong. That's not the issue. Turn it to Jesus. When you started talking about whether whether you loved your race or you hated the other race, whatever it was, you were already wrong. You were already when you already erred because you didn't know the scriptures nor the power of God. And when you get caught into these types of things, it causes us to be the witnesses that are watching us. They immediately turn away. What foolishness. Why would I need to get hooked up with that? And he said, lay aside those weights that are going to beset you. Lay them aside. Put them down. They're not necessary. Yes, I do live in this world, but I'm not of it. It is my responsibility To turn everything that I do back to Christ. Go to John 14. John 14. This thing, this, 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 uh, uh, this is one of the first things that I ever saw in scripture. This is one of the first things I ever saw in scripture that, that just really stuck out to me. I'm going to, I'm going to read something to you. I only want to read, uh, John 14, 10 and 12, 10 through 12, excuse me. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to read 10 through 14 and then I'm going to jump over to 16, 23 and 24. Okay. Okay. And maybe even 26, 27 says this, uh, here, (laughs) I know John 14, it says this in 10, it says, believest thou not that I am in the father and the father in me, the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the father that dwelleth in me. Listen, remember what he said, faith without works is dead. And Jesus is saying, I don't speak it of myself. He says this it's the father who doeth the works. Even God is making action. Even God is putting action behind what he says is true. Do you see this? Uh, verse, uh, what verse am I in? 11. Believe me that I am in the father and the father in me or else believe me for the very work's sake. Remember again that it is your works that is going to cause people to see where, what you believe and whether God is true or not. It's how you respond. When things get tough, do you cuss everybody out? Is that your first response? Is that your first response? 
When things don't, when your money is tight, is your first response to hoard your money and say, I am not giving. I will not help. At the first cough, <coughs> it's pneumonia. Is that your first response? How you respond is saying something because he's telling you to even just believe because of the works. Just believe that I believe God because of the works you see me do. Okay. Now, this is the point I wanted to get to. In verse 12, verily, verily. Remember who's saying this? This is in red. It may not be in red up there, but this is Jesus still talking. Verily, verily. He's saying, listen, pay close attention because what I'm telling you is the truth. Anytime he put verily, verily together, he's saying, truly, truly, listen to me. Pay attention. What I'm giving you is something important. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. The works that I do, shall he do also, if you believe on me. Hmm. Do I really believe if I'm not doing? Do I really believe if I'm not doing? And greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my father and whosoever and whatsoever he shall ask in my name, that will I do that the father may be glorified in the son. And if he shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, the asterisk besides that is if it's according to his will, he tells us that later on in scripture. Okay. If we ask anything according to his will, he will do it. So that means whatever we see in his word that he's saying do, if we ask it according to that, he'll do it. The only reason you don't see it is when you ask something evil. The only reason you don't see it is when you ask something that's not according to his word. Did you know that? He says this in verse uh, uh, chapter 16, verses 23, 24, 25, 26. I'm just going to read it. 27. He says this. And in that day, you should ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you. Remember again, he said, truly, truly pay attention. I'm telling you something that's major. I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name, uh, excuse me, ask and you shall receive that your joy may be filled. Uh, and these are the things I've spoken unto you in Proverbs, but the time cometh when I no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I show, shall show you plainly of the father. And at that day, you shall ask in my name and I shall say unto you that I, and I shall, excuse me, and I say not unto you that I pray the father for you, for the father himself loveth you because he hath loved me and have believed that I came, excuse me, because ye have loved me and believe that I have come out of God. Or out from God. Do you see that? Do you see that? So this leads us to the point that is this. That if he's telling us if we believe we're going to do the works that he did and greater works. Here is the, the thing that has to come out of this. Is that we're supposed to be. And Jesus has left us. To do business in his name while he's gone. It is our responsibility to do business, his business in his name until he returns. It is our responsibility to do his business in his name until he returns. But I'll ask this question. Are we doing his business 
And are we doing it in his name? I, 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 I was I was laying in the bed um, last Sunday before before the wedding started. And I had gotten I was waking up to to do the, the, the ceremony and was was processing. And God said this to me. He said, he said, Kenneth. So many people say that they love me and so many people are, are, are shouting and proclaiming my name that they are following me. But yet they are not doing business in my name. They don't have many people. There are some people who have no one who asks them about me. Because they don't even see me in what they're doing. If you have not had someone ask you about the God that you serve or what makes you different in the last month, I'll go that far. Something's wrong. I know this is hard. Pastor, that makes me feel so bad. So what? It's time for us to start figuring this out because we can't just keep doing it this way. If people aren't asking you about why you're different and what's happening in your life and the God that you serve, maybe you look just like them. And they don't see nothing different to ask you a question. I know that's hard and that seems like pastors being mean, but I'm being very honest with you. If people aren't asking you that people listen, that should be a question. People don't ask me that because I'm Pastor Ken. A lot of folks don't know I pastor a church, but when I walk into the room, the things that I say that come out of my mouth, I'm making sure that I love on people. I'm always trying to be as courteous as I can. Now, listen, listen, don't get me wrong. I, I, I would be I would be lying to you if I said I never failed. There are times when people just get on my nerves and I don't want to talk to them. And you know who's talking to me the whole time? I don't want to talk to them. God, by spirit, you know, you know better than that. How they going to know if you're going to be me? If you're grumpy, how they going to have some joy? What's wrong with you? And he didn't say that mean to me. He's very gentle with me. But I still feel bad. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I take out my headphones. At least one of them. Hey, how are you? How's your night going? Wow, yeah, yeah, I'm tired as well. Everything going well? Yeah. Well, I hope you have a great night. God bless you. I hope you have a blessed night. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm just listening to some different ministries. Are you listening to different ministries? What are you talking about? What does that mean? What do you, what, 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 who are you listening to? Who are you? What do you do? All these questions pour out from just a simple question or a simple statement, excuse me. Just want, just, just be open about who you are. Don't be afraid about losing your job. God was the one who gave it to you. Now I'm not telling you to do no work and then just preach all day, stand on the chair and talk about, listen, everybody to me, I'm going to read the scriptures to you. Now you're going to get fired because <laughs> you didn't get hired to preach the gospel. What you got hired to do was do your job, but your life should be so consumed with him that everywhere you turn, you're bringing joy. You're bringing solutions. You're bringing peace. You're communicating your faith while you're doing your job. Amen. And he tells us this. Listen, my question is, I keep asking this. Are we doing what he did? Are we doing what he did? Are you doing what he did? Am I doing what he did? 
ask yourself that question over and over again because he told you. What did he tell you in John 14? Let me read it to you again so you don't get me wrong. He says, look, he says, verily, verily, in verse 12, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. Are you doing what he did? He told us in Matthew, listen, Matthew 28, Matthew, uh, Mark 16. Let me, can I read those real quick? And then I promise I'm finished. We'll, we'll be out of here. Man, that's just going to be 11, man. It's early. I got time. All right. So Matthew 28, let me do Matthew 28 and Mark 16. Let me read those two. And then I'll read Matthew 24 and then, then I'll try to close it up there. So what I tell you, Matthew 28 first, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. That's the great commission. Okay. Let me get there. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. I love this. What he said. I love this. Ah, one more page. Come on. Matthew 28, uh, 18 to 20. I love how he says this. And Jesus came and spake unto them saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Listen, listen. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He's telling me, he's saying all authority. All authority, all active power, everything's been given to me in heaven and in earth. It all resides with me. Now I'm telling you, do business in my name. Do what I need you to do in my name. So what is he transferring to you? Now go, ye therefore, listen, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe Whatsoever all things, whatsoever I've commanded thee, and lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. Listen, he says that now I've given you that same authority. Go do. Do you feel like that? Do you feel like he gave you authority? Just be honest. Do you feel like that? That he gave you authority? Sometimes you feel like it, right? And other times you feel like, man, I'm nobody, I'm nothing. Nothing I I really do matters. Anybody ever feel like that? They feel like you feel like I'm the worst person in the world today. Right? But guess what? He said, no matter what you feel like, I remember I told you your, your, your emotion, your souls need saving. That's your emotions. Those things lie to you based upon how you feel for the day. If you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, you got enough sleep. Somebody said something to you. Somebody said, hey, somebody fixed you breakfast or you ate or you didn't eat, whatever. That stuff changes. But he's saying to you that I've given you this authority that has been given to me. Now go do business in my name. Go Mark 16. He says the same thing. Here it is again, but he gives you a clearer picture. It's the same exact He's telling them the same exact thing. It's the same exact situation. It just, he's just giving more detail here. Mark, uh, what did I tell you? Mark 16. Okay. Mark 16, chapter, uh, excuse me, verse 15. He says this, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Remember he said, teach in that last one. He says to every creature, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs, this is the work that I should expect you to do because you're doing my work. All these signs should follow you. Because you're doing my work, all these signs should follow you, right? What does he say? In my name, doing business in my name. You're doing business in my name. You're doing business in my name until I return in my name, right? Uh, uh, Shall cast out devils. 
They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they might recover. What does it say? They shall recover. Doing business in my name. This is the things he's telling you. This is what he wants you to do. This is what he expects you to do. Right? So then after that, the Lord has spoken unto them. He was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth. And they went forth. And they went forth. And so many of us want to be like, be like, man, I want to be like the disciples, man. They were following Jesus. They were the apostles, man. They were doing all this stuff. He told you to do the same stuff. The only part that they did that they chose to do that they didn't have to do was be martyred. The Bible says he gave them an avenue of escape, but they chose not to take the avenue of escape. In many instances, remember when Paul was on his way to be to be killed? Agabus, the prophet, came up to him and said, hey, whose girdle is this? Whoever girdle this is is going to be wrapped up and bound like this and he's going to be taken into Jerusalem. Then he could have left. He could have said, I'm not going to Jerusalem. (laughs) I ain't going. I'm not going that way. If that's what's going to happen in Jerusalem, I'm out. But instead, he went to Jerusalem and that's how we get over half of the New Testament while he's sitting in jail writing letters. I ain't going to make it to y'all, homie. I'm thinking about you though while I'm here and I heard some crazy stuff. Let me tell you what the right way is. Take that to the Romans. And what about you Corinthians? Hey, I miss y'all. What you up to? Right? That's what he was doing. It wasn't that he was on this. this, He was just sending a letter to them to say, hey, I heard some things. This is my way of being able to communicate with you. I'm sending it to you. These letters because Paul was doing it and we can choose to do the same thing. Last thing, Matthew 24, I promise I will be finished. I'm not saying God will be. Give me a loophole on that one. What I tell you, Matthew 24 and 45, I'm only going to read a couple of these. It says here, who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give him eat meat and do season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Blessed is the one that when God gives you a responsibility, he leaves you a task to do, which he's given all of us a task to do. What's the task he gave us to do? Yeah, say it. Come on. Preach. Baptize. Heal, speak with new tongues, right? That's the task he left us to do. And all the stuff, other stuff that we see him doing. Everything else we saw Jesus doing, that's the task he left us to do. And then he said, blessed is the one who he finds doing that when he comes. Is that, is that reflective or indicative of your life? Don't answer. Just think about it. If it's not, if it's not, if it's not, if it's not. Say, Father, how do I today make one change? Don't try to fix it all. Don't try to become the, 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 the whatever you do for your living, become the preacher at work. I'm not telling you that. Just simply ask, what can I do today? You know, a simple act is when you see somebody in line, you know, simple thing that people do all the time. It's just pay for the person behind you. Right? Simple act. Simple act is in the grocery store, do something kind for somebody. Can I tell you something else that's really super 
super easy, but everybody hates this. Some people like it, but most of us hate it, especially young people. Go, go visit your neighbor. Meet them. Find out what the name is. Do they have kids? Do, do, who are they? Right? We don't really like that. We want to stay in our own. I drive in my driveway and close the garage, and I'm like, done. No, <laughs> we can't be like that. Meet the people around us. That's a simple, simple way for us to learn how to just reflect Christ. Anywhere that I go, when something good, somebody says anything good to me, you guys all know it to be true. I never just tell you thank you. I always say praise God. It's a simple statement that I make that lets people know where I stand with whatever they do, wherever they are. Praise God. Thank you. Praise God. They give me a compliment. Praise God. He's good. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Just a simple praise God. Give somebody the indication that there's something different. Maybe I can go to this person if I have a need. But now when I'm going to tell you this, when you say praise God, now they're going to watch you even harder. Because they're looking for you to be the fool. They're looking for you to be just like everybody else that they done heard about all of the TV pastors that's, that's stealing money and doing crazy stuff and all of this. They're expecting you to be just like what they see of all other Christians. And it's your responsibility. Listen, it's your responsibility to live to the standard of Christ, not to their expectation, but to the standard of Christ, which is probably higher than their expectation. but it's still your responsibility. And when you make a mistake, can I tell you something which you will in front of them own it, own it. Hey, you know what? What I did was wrong. I handled that improperly. And I want to say, I'm sorry. What I did was wrong. That makes an impact just as much. All right. I didn't even get to, man, finish it up. Verily, verily, I say unto you that he shall make him rule over all his goods. Verily, I say unto you that he shall make him rule over all his goods. 47, uh, 48. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, treat them poorly, talk bad about them. You ain't about nothing. And to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him and an hour that he is not aware of and shall cut him asunder and appoint his portion. Same thing we talked about with the talents with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I want you to understand, guys. Listen. Pastor, the whole reason Pastor told, said this is we as believers have got to look different. Can I can I be very honest with you? And, and this is going to sound hard, and I, and I hate this, but it's one of those messages where it just has to be hard. I'm sorry. If you had something that people wanted, all these chairs would be filled. But if only thing that comes out of your mouth is all the negative that happens in your life, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Hey, I get it that you do have tough stuff. Tell me. Tell your deacons. Right? But when you're talking to people in the world, you don't have to tell them all your negative. You don't have to talk bad about your spouse every time you go to work. You don't have to talk about how broke you are everywhere you go. 
Start to speak life when you go so that people can see life. They get death. They get death all day long. You're the only place they should be getting life. Life should be flowing from you because you're excited about God and everything that he has done for you. Most of the time, can I tell you what? Can I, can, can I, can I, I'm just going to be honest with you. You know that Shirley and I, we struggle sometimes when we argue. Did you know that? I know it never looks like it. Look at that beautiful face. You won't want to argue with that. But she get on my nerves sometimes. But more times I get on her nerves. Yes, yeah, she's saying yes, yes. But that's the truth. But I don't come tell you. Most of the time, you never know anything's wrong with either Shirley and I, my finances, anything that's happening with my family, because I'm always going to bring life to you. Now, that doesn't mean I don't tell some people, hey, yeah, Shirley, get on my nerves today. I just need to get away for a minute. That sometimes that happens. And I know she does that. She's like, okay, I'm leaving. I'm going to the gym. You make me sick. No, she doesn't say that. But what I'm saying is, is that this is the case. I'm not telling you not to talk to your family. I'm not telling you not to communicate with other people. But that shouldn't be your only conversation. I get that we have struggles and we need each other. And when we are down at our lowest point and we come to somebody and we say we need help, the person that's with them is not supposed to wallow in it. Oh, yeah, baby, you just that's just so bad. I just ooh, that's so sad. Ooh, no, you need to be saying I understand where you are. But let me tell you about God. Let me remind you of the God that you serve and all his benefits. Remember, David said that in Psalm 103. Okay, maybe you don't remember that. He said, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And all that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord and forget not all his benefits. We need to start reading with Psalm 103 to remind ourselves that there are benefits that come with serving God. Most of us feel like it's only rules, regulations, and can'ts and don'ts and struggle. But the truth is, I'm blessed because of God. Our finances are great because of God. Our health is outstanding because of God. Our, Our marriage is great and wonderful and outstanding because of God. Without him, if I'm being very honest with you, without him, she probably would have left me a long time ago. That's just being truthful. We still wouldn't be together if it wasn't for the father. We'd be, we'd be, some of the dumb things and dumb mistakes that I've made in, in finances, we'd be, so we wouldn't have anything if it weren't for God. So I have to remember his benefits so that I can express those things to people so that people want to know who he is. Now, my challenge to you is today, ask God, what is it that I can do today that can show what I believe that you're good God what is it that I can do today just today just ask for today Morgana did you hear that you heard that Morgana you sure just today what I can do today and then tomorrow morning what can I do today
Can you do that? Can you really? Now, will you do that? Amen? Because there's so much, guys, there's so much. And I know I said this and I passed by it, and I want to remind you that I said this. There are plenty of weights that beset us. Guys, your main factor, your main thing, the video that we saw today, Doug had no clue I was going to preach this today. But the main thing is that we've got to reflect love. Love God, love people. If we'll reflect that love, it'll get us out of racism. Because we all got it. We all got it. I, I, I grew up, listen, listen. I grew up in the South. And I grew up with people calling me the N-word on a regular basis. And it was all people who didn't look like me calling me the N-word. Now there were some people that we said that to each other that looked like me. But the ones that came with venom and, and viciousness were people who didn't look like me. And you know what it did to my heart? It began to set in my heart that everybody who didn't look like me felt that same way. And I started responding to people because I thought everybody felt that same way. I started to dislike and I started to do a little shading over here. And I was more happy spending more time with people that looked like me. And I looked down on people who didn't look like me. And guess what? All the people that were over here, some of them had the vicious and the malice stuff that was towards me. But guess what they also had? They saw me as I left away from them. And it caused them to say, I'm going to stick closer to mine. And we had division that stuck in my heart. And I tell you, it took a long time. And can I be honest with you? This is, this is as honest as I can be. There's sometimes when I'm watching some things and something comes across Facebook or something comes across uh, the news or something just comes up in a program and some of that stuff jumps back up. I, I see, that's how I know we got it in here. Right? Because I know that it comes up and we say stupid stuff. And we judge all people by the actions of one person. Right? And we have it now. Everybody. Somebody said this to me. Someone said this to me. And, and I'm, I don't want to say this. And it was, in, it was a member of our congregation. I say it and I don't mean it to be mean or rude. But I wanted to educate them. They said most of the people who were getting shot by police officers who were, who were black was because they were being rebellious. And I said... They said, they said if they would just, if they just listened and complied to what they were saying. I said, we got images of people with their hands on the steering wheel getting shot four times. Saying, yes, sir, no, sir. Not doing anything negative. Now, I'm not trying to do this to stir up confusion. I want to say that the same thing happened to me. I'm standing outside stopping an argument. A stopping a fight that the police were called to. And I'm stopping the fight. And I'm the person that they slam on the ground. Everybody else that was there was white. I was the only black person. So that says that there's more. There's what, and I had to explain that to him. That it's not about the compliance. It's about fear. It's about a lack of understanding. It's about something that's settled in our heart. That only God's love can change. And until we start changing that, until we start dealing with that, we're going to constantly have it. And we, if we don't talk about it and we don't preach it from the pulpit and we don't really deal with it and say, hey, it's even here. Whether you want to believe it or no, whether you want to, it's, it's your secret thing that you hide or you don't even know that it's there. It's there. 
We got to deal with it because that shades our actions and we can't look like Christ. Does that make sense? I know that's a hard message. Pastor, why you preach that this morning? You just got back. I know. It's the message that God has given me to give. And he knew that you would be the ones who were here. So he knows that you're going to take it. You're going to grow from it. And you're going to cause there to be change. Amen. You're going to hear it. You're not going to be angry. You're not going to sit on something from that, that I said as being negative. You're going to say, you know what, God? If you're saying this, then you're right. I agree with you. And I'm willing to change. I'm willing to grow. I want people to know you. And I never want to be in the way. Amen. Amen. All right, I'm finished. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your faithfulness, for your mercy, for your grace, for your wisdom, for your understanding. I thank you for each person that's here, Father, that you would just 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 let this message settle in their heart so that they would hear it. They would grow from it, Father God, and that they would go out and be a bright light and witness for you, Father God. No longer having any shades of 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 gray, any any dark areas in our lives that would cause us to be hidden, but we'd be bright lights and witnesses for you. So that those that don't know you would come to know you. And those that do know you would grow to love you more, Father. That we would have peace. But more than just have peace, we'd have peace within ourselves, Father God, but we'd make sure that we were tearing down the kingdom of darkness. And we thank you for it, Father. As we get set to leave this place, we're not leaving your presence, but we go forth again with your anointing and your authority, doing business in your name, doing what we saw you do until you come. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, I, I want to say this real quick, guys. Um, uh, I, I want us to start, and, and you guys, if, if you're not, if you're on any social media, make sure you link up with our uh, our, our church's uh, social media uh, make sure you get on the podcast but we're going to start reading the bible together again can we do that again yes yes we can do that again and just hey just a quick note i, I if you if you read just a quick note make sure you read you know when you read it just a quick note saying hey i read today or whatever just so we can be unified in that keeping us together but the word is what builds our spirits so that we can overcome our flesh amen all right okay i love you guys You are dismissed. See you on Tuesday.